Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Our guests are joining us uh, to uh, figure out why violence against children in South Africa is so rife is uh, Dr. Mpumelelo Ngube, who's the head of department and senior lecturer for the Department of Social Work at the University of the Free State. Dr. Ngube, it's always such a great pleasure having you on the show, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so saddened by the fact that we are going to be talking about something that is a scourge in our country, something that is appalling, the killing, raping, maiming, um, you know, abuse of children, violence against children in South Africa. Nonetheless, good evening. Good evening, Sotole. Thank you very much for welcoming me. Um, indeed, it's such a sad uh, story that we're talking about, looking at the violence against children. And I think Sankomota puts it very well when, when, when they say, you know, let's stop the war. It will seem that, um, you know, one will argue that we perhaps uh, in a war against children, uh, as you indicated, that, you know, statistics are alarming. Um, but it's good that we're talking about it. Maybe we might knock some sense into some people. Um, and, of course, bring, um, you know, this whole discussion into perspective. I don't know if knock some sense is what is needed, but I think this needs to stop. Now, are our children safe in South Africa? And I know it's a general question, but mm-hmm. all children, I believe, are my children, since I believe in the African proverbs. And are my children in South Africa, and I'm referring to all children, safe mm-hmm. in their country? Uh, our children safe in South Africa. Um, maybe let's put it into into context. Um, as I think you rightfully indicated that you know the children are the future. They are the future of any family. They are the future of any community and any nation. In the absence of the children, we don't have any future. There's no longevity. And of course, children within families they bring or individuals they bring a sense of fulfilment to any family and some you know some of our clients uh, as social workers they even convince that um, in the presence um, or in the abundance of wealth that they might have you know they feel so empty with their children these are some of the you know the stories that we, we encounter as social workers but now when we get to look at the uh, because this has always been applied especially in south africa but it has been applied in most countries you know that's why you know we've got in the sustainable development goals if you look at goal 16 you know target 2 it looks at uh, you know um, ending abuse exploitation trafficking and all forms of violence against and torture of children by 2030 uh, zero tolerance against abuse um, on, on children by 2030 is this possible is this realistic or is just an elusive goal and then here comes your question where you say, are children safe in South Africa? If you look at 20, the period between 2011 and 2012, just in one year, you know, a total of 50,688 children were victims of violence in South Africa. Mm. And when we're talking of such 50,000, and we know very well so totally that, you know, that is alarming, but the mind of a child that has been damaged in any form 
because it has been exposed to violence, you know, it, it, it takes time for it to recover. And sometimes it alters the future of that child forever. So this is the predicament that we are faced with um, in South Africa. So in essence, one might, might say, you know, would be, may rightfully indicate that, you know, children in South Africa are actually not safe. But when you look at the the index of countries there, there are 40 countries that were surveyed, 2019-2020, um, South Africa was actually ranked number 15, you know. But of course, if you get to look at the indicators that they were looking for, they were actually looking at how the country, the country's commitment against, you know, on violence against children, dealing with violence against children, you know, the, the different um, mechanisms put in place and whatnot. So South Africa ranked 15, meaning that the government, you know, Amongst the top 40 countries, it ranks, you know, South Africa ranks number 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 15. There's so much commitment to actually eradicate violence against children, but it seems, you know, it just continues unabated. Socially. So I'm glad you spoke about the fact that there's so much commitment in eradicating this violence against our children. But my concern is, why is the violence there? Why are our children victims why can our children not be able to play the way we grew up playing in the streets trust adults why are our children um having to learn tags like stranger danger why yes i think that's a very important question why is it that we we speak of so so, so high numbers of children who are exposed to violence and um it, it, it is Quite a, quite a number of reasons, um, but first and foremost, it's about the mental disposition of a people insofar as children are concerned. The mental disposition, how we get to understand the value of ch- the value of children uh, in our families, communities, and, and, and the nation. So once we get to that's why I said perhaps we may be in a position to also knock some sense into some people because we understand that everything beco- begins in the mind, and in the mind, one there will be cultural, you know, cultural uh, rituals, not even, rather, let me rephrase, not even cultural rituals. There are certain rituals that are done by people uh, under the the, the assumption that if they if they kill children, they use body parts of children, it, it will, you know, accelerate their chances of, you know, getting riches. And we've, we've, we've got quite a lot of those cases, you know, children being, you, you know, being killed and then their body parts being used for, 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 for all sorts of things. So that on its own is a problem. But then that, that will be one, 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 one reason. But then there will be another reason of people just being, you, you know, you, you, neglecting children, you know, abusing children wantonly, abusing children to a point that at some point in time children end up um, losing their lives. Sometimes they don't lose their lives, but of course, as I indicated, their futures are altered because their minds have been have been damaged in, in that regard. There are some people who are in that kind of a situation. But of course, in, again, in South Africa, there's quite a lot of child, child trafficking. You know, child trafficking for various reasons, various reasons. If you get to look at the studies on child trafficking, there are a lot of reasons why people do that. That also is, an, is another reason. Children are abused within families. There are reasons for that. Children are abused within communities. There are reasons for that. In schools, there are reasons for that. And, and, and nationally, internationally, again, because this is an, an international phenomenon. So there are quite a lot of these reasons why children are being abused in all these different um, you know, spheres, as I indicated for children. So there's something wrong with the moral fiber of our society. Adults are, are, are 
Oh, I don't know. I almost used a very bad word. But mm-hmm. adults are not adulting. Adults are now monsters and wolves. And they, they yeah, scavenging on little children. Because it's not children who's committing violence against each other. It's adults who are committing this violence against children. Yes. It's adults uh, committing violence against children because they feel that they've got, you know, they've, they've got all the power. That's why children, in our South African law, children are classified as a vulnerable group. And they are a vulnerable group because they can't even fight for themselves. They need to be protected. They need to be protected by us. They need to be protected by government through various mechanisms. So they are a vulnerable group. But besides that, you, you get to see people still going, going ahead. You know, they are mindful that these are the people to be protected, but they, 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 they do not mind using their power they do not mind using whatever means they have to actually violate children and it becomes you know just something just by sheer lack of that children who gets some of those who get get abused you know they're they alive but there's quite a number of those who get abused who actually get, uh, get end up losing their lives in the process a-teamers i'd love to hear from you please why has violence against children in south africa become so rife the killings the rapes, the the violence against little ones. Why? What is it that we can do as an A-teamer to make sure that the scourge is put to an end, an absolute end? How can we ensure that South Africa is a safe place for our little ones? Whether at school, I mean, we've heard of incidences at schools where children have been raped by teachers, uh, corporal punishment in certain schools still happen, uh, neglect at home. Uh, today, I mean, I, I saw an article of a child who was killed by her mother's boyfriend. She was found with a throat slit. Why? What, what has gone wrong with us as adults? And can we not tell when the adult next to us is not okay and could potentially be uh, of harm to a child? Are, are we that oblivious to the people around us, A-teamers? I'd love to hear from you. Like I said, SMS 41391. WhatsApp 0614104107. Alternatively, call in on 011-714-2006. Dr. Ngobi, I'm glad we got you back on the line. Um, you know, this this topic is one that is very sensitive. And oh, it's, it's very, very sensitive. We, we live in high walls, uh, boundary walls, security fences, but we still hear of these atrocities that happen to children within the walls, in the schools. Um, it, it's just so, so scary. I've got an A-team on the line, Anonymous. Uh, let's go to Anonymous. A-team Anonymous, good evening. Hello, sister. Good evening, bro. Evening, how are you, sister? Strong. Yeah, you know, sister, my, my, my heart is very slow about this. Anonymous, I need I, you to speak loud. I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm also sorry. Oh, sorry, man. I'm connected to the track and then it seems I'm very far. Is it the guy was also You're better now. Okay, continue. Is it? Okay, yes. I, um, I was saying I'm very worried about the, the killings that are going on. And uh, it seems the, everybody is almost an accomplice. I mean the adults. Because we are not doing anything to try to solve this problem. I don't know who is blocking the issue of uh, capital punishment. I don't know who is blocking that one. 
if that one can be infected, I think everything will be solved. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Anonymous. Let me clarify. Are you saying um, the issue of corporal punishment is being blocked and you don't know who it is? Capital. Oh, capital Capital punishment. Okay. Capital punishment. All right. Go ahead. My question is, who actually is blocking that one? Because it seems the participants on this radio are always after it. But then it just goes like that. Now, everybody, it's now becoming a project just to kill. It's becoming funny just to kill. Imagine just taking out somebody's life who at times is the main person at home who attends with somebody's child, who they love so much and they believe tomorrow might be better. And then tomorrow that child is not there. That old man is not there. That counselor is not there. Just because people are just doing, they just feel they can kill. Uh, Sister, my heart is very sore about that one. Who actually is blocking capital punishment? If that can only be enacted, I think everything will be okay. Everything will be okay because they know there is no luxury in jail. You will just go there to stay a little bit and then you go. People will never, ever, ever do this. And I wonder why uh, these people like Nkasha Lux, they are fighting for nothing. Instead of going to counselors, giving their problems, and then they take them from there to the MPs, from the MPs even to the president, to say, no, today you are not working. We want this problem solved. Nobody, nobody seems to be taking care of this one. All Even right. the ANC Women's League, they once uh, voiced that one, and I thought uh, by that uh, lady, the, the, the Eastern Cape one, Mukhoekran or something like that. I thought oh, this time it's going to happen. But then it's quiet. It seems there is somebody just blocking that, just blocking that. How many people should die? How many more people should die? at the hands of criminals, just because people are afraid of saying, well, enough is enough. Bring back the capital punishment. Thank you very Ah. much, Anonymous. We hear you. Thank you for calling in. Dr. Ngobe, Anonymous is uh, saying, bring back capital punishment. Uh, Who's blocking this agenda? We need it back. Yes, I hear that is very livid. Of course, these are the issues, um, of course, that are very emotive in nature. So you will even pardon him for even thinking that, you know, or even going to the extremes of thinking that capital punishment will be will be the solution. In actual fact, I think people from the legal fraternity will be uh, rightfully blessed to actually respond to this question. But I, with that said, I think it is important again to also know that whenever you bring a solution, I think we touched on this again last week. Whenever you bring a solution whether in the form of policy, social policy, um, or whatever the case might be, you must know that that solution is going to directly respond to the problem that um, that, that, that you intend to, to deal with. There are a lot of countries with, um, with um, capital punishment. We need to look at those countries as case studies and see if capital punishment is actually serving its, uh, its intended purpose. My, the, my argument from where I stand is that capital punishment, for whatever reason, can no, never be the response to dealing with, um, you, you know, people's mental dispositions, where, where especially where children are concerned, or whatever the, um, the case might be. So capital punishment in this case can never be the, the, the response. We need to address this from the root cause. You know, killing somebody for having killed another person, in most cases it, is, it has been found that, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it has been shown even in South Africa, for 
from you know the days of apartheid that a lot of people were killed who were um, wrongfully killed they were not meant to be killed but because the, you know in the eyes of the law they were seen as guilty they were killed only later to discover that um it was um, a, a, a wrongful sentence to that particular person so we don't want to go that direction again of course we've got these issues that are, that are meant to be dealt with you look at the the matter right in south africa we seen as the capital city of of, of of the world in as far as meta is concerned is concerned but killing people will not solve the problem and again those who are spiritually inclined they'll tell you that that will be the worst thing that can ever happen spiritually because the souls of those people were killed why where do they go what happens to those souls because the souls do not die an angry soul never uh, never rests and what impact does it have on the community so that's how i can respond to the caller so Tony. All right, so here's a voice note from an A-teamer. Let's go to it. Yeah, capital punishment. I think, again, we're trying to take on all the abusive, punitive systems that have been put onto us um, and to use them to solve the violence that is taking place around us. Um, The general narrative in our day is about scoring and beating and you're watching tv that's showing all kinds of crazy stuff that's um violent and the more gruesome the better um and somehow we are unable to connect the violence we are seeing all around us how people get away with crimes or not get away with crimes so we are what is causing the violence the various um, practices that we um, inflict on our people as part of our economy we are not making an economy that is relevant to human nature um, and relevant to the point where Overaccumulation is a fascination, and we are unapologetic sometimes or unsympathetic to the great divide such pursuit is bringing about. Another message that just came in um, says, Good evening, Patricia. A lot of people here in this country have nothing to lose which is a recipe for a disaster. Ever since the justice system is exhorted and incapacitated, that automatically means that anyone can do it and get away with it easily. That also goes to political killings, drinking, driving, robberies, you name it. Even, okay, so uh, this is from Ngosi in Cape Town. Another one from Maswabi in Bloemfontein says, high rate crime and incapabilities of the SAPS held by so-called human rights to perpetrators. It begins with love to stop all abuse done by criminals. It's so painful. So crime done by mothers to kill children is pushed by hurting men as the father. Women play this hurt and men as they know our weakness uh, or our weak points of loving our children. If South African security can change SAPS to SAPF, 
everything will be okay and culprits will be known, will know the results are sour to attack vulnerable children. That's from Maswabi. Okay. Dr. Ngobe, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the comments from A-teamers. Please weigh in on them. Yes. Perhaps it's also important to also highlight the different types of, um, you know, violence against children so that we also understand what, what could be the force behind each of those. Because it ranges from, as I indicated, you know, it happens at different levels, you know, at homes, schools, um, communities, um, wherever children are, you know, you find that children are being, um, you know, violated against. You know, it, it ranges from sexual abuse, um, physical abuse, you know, you talk of corporal punishment, um, in, including, you know, your simple spanking, what we refer to as simple spanking. But there's also emotional abuse on one hand. And last week we spoke about, um, you know, child neglect, that also being a form of child violence. Um, with bullying, you know, that, that happens, you know, there's quite a lot of, you know, cases of adults who are bullying children, um, and that, these will be the forms, also some of the forms of child um, violence, you know, rather violence against children, and of course the worst one being where children are being maimed, um, as we've got quite a number of cases. So each of these sexual abuses, um, you know, uh, and one, one ATM indicated that, you know, so it, you know, the economic conditions at times are actually driving people to be, you know, you know to, to find themselves in this kind of situations. Why are they saying this? I think I touched on it a little bit earlier on that, you know, some people be promised, you know, prosperity if they, they, they they abuse a child sometimes you have to they have to sleep with a child to get you you know to get money or to get wealthy and it has been proven that that is not that is a lie anybody who tells you to go and sleep with a child to look for a virgin girl to sleep with it promise you a better life thereafter try and look if look for anyone who has done that and see if really that is true it is not true and we have to say it say it out that it is not true. And of course, um, child abuse, sometimes it may not necessarily um, be linked to economic, um, you know, economic reasons, just the fact that somebody was raised in an environment that is so violent, and they also see it as a tool. You know, they are using violence uh, as, as a tool also to discipline their own children. They know very well that it didn't. It had a huge negative impact on them. But for some reason, they can't seem to break. You know, break out of that um, cycle of thinking that you know violence will actually solve you know behavioral problems of a child. So, so it is important for a, for a parent or parents to be taught again how to take care of children, how to discipline children without violence, because we know most often than not. Children who are exposed to violence, they also tend to be violent later on in their own lives. And so we go to prisons and talk to, to you know, the, these letters of children. They will tell you of a history where one, one way or the other they were also abused, they were also violated, and they also seem, seem, seem to see it as a way of all, or dealing with other people, people as well. That is also one of the reasons why corporal punishment was, was done with um, in the South African system, because it has been seen that it is it does not actually lead to the desired state. The desired state is to dis discipline a child, but most often than not, it does not arrive at that. And even those who would actually be wanting to do it, they tend to overdo it because there are those who would be wanting to discipline children in the best way possible, with the best intent, and just you know spanking a child. But in the name of spanking a child, then people um, you know tend to go overboard. That's why the South African law says do not do it, even spanking, because that also gives the one the edge to uh, go, go even beyond of that. 
I'd like us to go and identify the most common uh, violent acts that are meted against children, um, especially those that you come across with in terms of the cases that you deal with as a social worker. Um, and, and as you're describing them, please also describe to us the, the impact they have on the individual that it's being met out on. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, some, some of them I've just highlighted. If you look at um, child abuse, it is the le- leading cause um, or it is the le- leading form of violence against children. Child abuse. That's why when, when we speak of child abuse, please, I don't know how, 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 how much or how hard we can actually do this to ensure that children from our families, from the community are, pro- are protected. Parents have to do all that they can to ensure that their children are protected. There are parents who are actually doing that, but in some cases you realize that when a parent has to hire a nanny to look after their, their, their child, they don't do the background checks. Um, certainly. I don't know if you do it, but most parents don't do the background check. You know, one doesn't mind getting a nanny in the morning and, and entrusting them with their children and going off the whole night, you know, partying or, or waking for that matter um, with, with somebody who's... who's almost a stranger to them, almost a stranger to the, to, to the children. So yet you can't give that nanny your, 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 your bank card and give them and trust them with your, your PIN number. So, so it means your bank card is most important, uh, more important than your children. Um, otherwise, if it wasn't the case, you'd even entrust your nanny with your bank card and your, and your PIN number. So sexual abuse, uh, or, or rather abuse of children, uh, I spoke of sexual abuse, now I'm talking about you know, child neglect, having to entrust your children with people whom you don't even know. These are strangers. Of course, um, you know, corporate punishment, we do find it uh, from time to time. It also comes up, we see it um, from time to time in schools. These are some of the, some of the common, common uh, forms of abuse. Uh, and there's also the most, the most important one that I almost left out, emotional abuse that is meted against children, insulting children. You know, sometimes children are insulted at school, insulted by teachers, they're insulted by other children. Again, they're insulted even at homes where they stay. They may be insulted by nannies, insulted by their own parents. That is very, very much uncommon. Um, imagine the names that have been given to children. You might also have been given names when you're growing up, given all those names. Those are forms of emotional abuse that are meted um, against, against children as it were, certainly. Let me go to the voice notes and messages. This message uh, says, great contextualizing by your social worker. So kudos to you, Doc. And uh, the next one says, Suspect people are frustrated. And the frustration is coming from the hardship that South Africans are going through. That's the reason for all this mistreatment against children, because children cannot fight back or avoid the abuse because they depend um, on the same people who are abusing them. In my opinion, the only solution to tackle these kinds of problems is to change the economic situations in the country because some children are used sexually for money or food by their own parents too. And sometimes when children refuse to try uh, to get away from the situation, they end up being abused or killed. All these go back to the economic issues in the country. Doc... You know, I hear this A-teamer. I, I hear that they, they, they are pinning, you know, the, the current violence against children on the socio-economical issues that we are facing as a country. But surely this can't be the only reason. Mm-hmm. There are countries that have worse off than us, that are poorer than us as South Africans, that their economies are so crippled and you don't hear 
of the same amount of rape against children and killings of children as you hear here in South Africa. Yes, no, that, that's true. It, it can it can be the the only reason, you know, economic conditions, economic um, drivers can't be the only reason. But at the same time, we cannot under you know downplay it and say it has got no impact. It has got a huge impact. And again, you know, people tend to be gullible, and the gullibility of people also, also needs to be contextualized because in a particular area, people can be convinced to believe in one 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 phenomenon or in, in one in one particular thing that may be um, dominant in that particular context, you, uh, only to find that it does not apply in a different context. For instance, if we are here in South Africa and we've got quite a lot of people who believe that you know killing children will actually um, catapult you to prosperity, and you might find that you go to Malawi, uh, it is that is not the case, or you move on, you go to Madagascar, it is not the case, um, or even the West, you know, the, the poorest of, of, of the poor countries, you, you find that it is not the case. Why? Because you know that gullibility. It's not, it's not actually there. Sometimes, again, talking about this gullibility, there's an element of morality as well that comes in. Even if you are exposed to this kind of a situation, um, sort or you, this kind of information or advice that, you know what, in order to, 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 to fast track your economic prosperity, you have to, um, you, you know, you have, you know, violence, do violence against a child or kill a child or rape a child. You, you, it questions you, your morality to say, you know, am I that desperate to a point that I'm able to kill a child? Am I able to, to, you know, to rape a child? You know, most people, they've, they've been advised to do so, but most people have turned their backs against such advice to say, no, no matter how poor I might be, I will never do such a thing. But of course, there are those who, are, who will do whatever it takes to ensure that, you know, um, they, they, they actually frustrate their economic prosperity. If you get to see the kind of things that people do in the name of money, unfortunately, um, you know, you'll you, you even cringe in your body. And killing children is one of those. But the bottom line is what we have to say to people is that, you, you know, we do not have to be morally bankrupt to the point of killing children, to the point of raping our own children, to the point of doing the worst things that is, you, you, know, you know, morally adverse in as far as our nation is concerned and, our, you know, as a people, as, as human beings is concerned, certainly. Let's go to some of the voice notes. Good evening, SFM. You know, you, your guests can say whatever you want or how we want to justify it, whatever you like to say. The, the countries that have the death penalties, they have got the best economies. They have got prospering economies. Now com make, compare that to us. We are going down by the day. Moral decay is rearing its ugly head. You know, most of the people who do commit, who do so violent, who do practice violence against kids, most of them are the men who are so bitter. So this bitterness spills on to innocent kids. So some men, when they buy these women they're in love with, when they buy them, decent properties, you know, they employ those decent properties in, they use it as... All right, so that ended abruptly. Um, uh, Dr. Ngobe, 
Um, yeah, uh, please comment on those two voice notes. It's, it's, yes. uh, the one is just saying, yeah, you only justifying, um, you know, against uh, capital punishment. Yeah. And the other is saying, yeah, you heard it. The, the, the main, yeah, the moral decay. Oh, That's true. Um, I, I wish the, the, the first um, column could have actually expanded on his viewpoint to try and draw the nexus between the violence against children and the economic um, you, you know, prosperity of the, of the country, cause, as well as um, death penalty, on the other hand. He brought those three to, uh, together, but I struggled to see the nexus in as far as that is concerned. Um, but the bottom line is, as I indicated, I think I shared my view in as far as the death penalty is concerned. There's a, there's a, a, a thinking amongst the people that, um, you know, bringing death penalty could be a, a panacea to our problems. Look, it's unfortunately, this is, this is not something that we can experiment with to say, just give, let's bring it back for, for, for five years and see if there will be any, any changes. I bet you, certainly, this will never be a panacea if there is moral decay. The second caller spoke about moral decay. Moral decay can never be corrected by, you know, death penalty. As I indicated, that there are people who do whatever, uh, you know, to ensure that they, 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 they get whatever they want. You know, if you want to see what people can do in so far as economic prosperity is concerned, yeah, you, you'll be surprised. So there are people who, who don't even mind, you know, dying in, in, a, in, about, uh, in about five years for as long as in that five years they'll be the richest, they'll be known as the richest um, in their community. And in the process, you know, they, they, they get to sell their souls. We know of those stories. People who sell their, their souls. So I don't mind dying in the next five years for as long as in these five years I've been position um, where I'll be known, I'll be uh, a game changer economically. So uh, again, it goes back to the moral issue, the moral decay as he indicated. We are so morally bankrupt. Our nation is so morally bankrupt. That's why yesterday I was looking at a discussion um, by, you know, by uh, Father Smiley, some culture talking about, you know, of course, he's the chair of moral regeneration. And as I was listening to that, I so wished that more could be done in the, uh, by that committee to try and drive the nation in such a way that we really revitalize, we you know, we relook at ourselves. People get a chance to relook at themselves. I look at it myself. Look at the soul. Look at my aspirations and how I intend to attain them. Because at the moment, with that moral decay, people are, are so gullible. They are even willing to to do the worst things that you may even think of. Certainly. Let's go to Atima Ben, who's holding on the line. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Strong. Okay. Uh, I just want to to put an input about the corporal punishment, uh, the problem with the jails, the, the same people who are doing the, the crime, when they go to jail, they are going, they are going to get a better life. There. So some of them, they don't end up regretting going to jail. So there must be a, a light, a, a heavy punishment in jails so that people will regret whatsoever they've done. Someone can go to jail, when he comes back, he's an additional speaker, we don't regret what he has done because we are getting good services there in jail. Yes, in water, water uh, some meals, decent meals. So they won't regret doing anything bad. That, that's what input I got for you. Thank you very much, uh, Ben, for calling in. I will allow uh, Dr. Nube to weigh in after this break. Remember, we are talking why is violence so rife against children in South Africa? Weigh in on 011 714 
or you can WhatsApp 0614104107. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. We are in the closet uh, focusing on family, talking with uh, Dr. Mpumelelo Ngube about uh, why violence against children in South Africa has become so rife. So before the break, Dr. Ngube, Ben called in, just also speaking and reiterating around the fact that our prison system is not so uh, stringent and those who end up going to the prison system are, you know, keep coming back to perpetrate the same crime. So perhaps capital punishment should be, um, you know, implemented. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. So totally. I think he's got a point and a point that perhaps uh, deserves us to have a look at and say, um, what is wrong with our justice system in South Africa? Um, you remember that in the past, you know, we, we had this um, punitive uh, justice system, um, what is otherwise referred to as the retributive justice system. Um, and then with the progression of time, South Africa tended to lean towards what we now refer to as the restorative justice system. That's why even the, the, the prisons, we do not even refer to them to as prisons, but as correctional uh, facilities, where it is, you know, it is it's thought of that when one is taken to those um, facilities, they will be, you know, worked on or they will have a change of mind, given the programs that they go through, and they will come back to the community and become, a, you know, a functional uh, member of the, of, the, of the society. But we've seen that this, to a larger extent, is also failing. There are a lot of people get released um, from prisons and they come back, unfortunately, they commit same, same crimes or they even do they do worse than than what they would have done initially. So yeah, I, I think if if you were to ask for my opinion, I think perhaps there is space for both um, uh, punitive or retributive justice system as well as the restorative justice system. There are people who de- who deserve to be put in a correctional service and give, given another chance to come back to the community, but there are people who shouldn't at all be given another chance to come back to the society. I can imagine, you know, a person who, 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 who raped their own child, a person who killed a child, given another chance to come back to the community. You know, if it were up to me, such a person shouldn't even be given a chance to come back to the, to the, to the community, to the society. So what good are they? What good will they be? Of course, maybe there are cases where such people have come back and become good members. But I think, you know, there is, there is a part for, or, or space for, punitive justice where actually one one can be you know can be punished um, as a criminal offender and they you, you know through that punitive justice system but of course there are some uh, crimes where one just needs to be corrected and they come back to the community and they continue their life as it were and the South African justice system is leading towards the restorative justice system um, it perhaps this this could be what needs to be looked at to see really if a heavier sentences shouldn't be put on people who act especially those who violate you know you know the rights of children those who violate children raping and killing children or violating children in any case in any form that we've spoken about unfortunately let's go to a voice note hi patricia this is km from freenaging you know children are being killed that is true but we have the minister of children and, and women here what is she doing they must come up with some plans with some regulation how to protect our children you know our children are being killed because of Muti, uh, the revenge in the toxic relationship, 
and children are being killed for uh, cultural reasons when someone has HIV and then when you sleep with a child then they can uh, be uh, uh, safe you know or be cleansed those things they must be eradicated and be put away thrown to you know thrown to the prison or what but let us bring back the death penalty just to protect our children thank you very much Thank you for sending that voice note. Dr. Ngube, let's wrap up our conversation. Um, uh, Something must be done. Something needs to be done. I mean, with the 259 suspects for rape that have been uh, uh, opened up in the month of March alone, it it should scare us. In one province alone, KZN, it should scare us. It is really scary, um, Sotole. And if you get to look at the statistics, 2020, 2021, um, is, you know, indicate that close to a thousand children were murdered across the country. A thousand children. Are we in a war zone? What is happening here? Uh, really, something needs to be done. Let's do something within our families. As parents, let's ensure that we really, our, our eyes are on our children. And as parents, let's ensure that we are not the perpetrators of violence, um, you know, meted against our children. In any form, shape or form, we've spoken about the different types of, um, of, of violence against children. As a, as, a, as, a, as a nation, let us stand up against violence, any form of violence against children. Let us stand up and speak out and, and, and even point out. Listen, maybe it will be even be important to name and shame. That's why maybe the, the Department of Social Development also did well, with the, I think, the, with the Department of Justice also to have that uh, register for any any offender in the, you know, against children they get to be put, their name has to be put on the, the that, that register. Maybe that register also needs to be made public so that anyone can easily, you know, have an access to that register and see that, okay, this is an individual who made, who committed a crime against, against children. It is important that we look at that. Um, and again, some of the perhaps it will be also important for toilet to also highlight some of the signs uh, of, of of children who are you know caught up in in, in violent situations who um who are being wronged by the system you know you get to look at the way they they behave their behaviors you need to be mindful especially as a parent as a teacher be mindful of the child's behavior if you sense anything untoward and as far as the child is concerned you need to really raise alarm you need to actually try and reach out to the child you might be surprised to find out that quite 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 a lot is happening in that child's life you know children being withdrawn in schools uh, the children being withdrawn even in, in families and sometimes children becoming so violent from nowhere do you can't even explain it because most case, in most cases children who are actually um, you know victims of this um, these crimes some of them they, they can't even say because they fear that if I op- they open my mouth unfortunately I'll even receive worse than what I received so most of these children they don't they just choose to keep their mouths shut from time to time as social workers we get stories uh, or clients who tell you that you know I got abused at this um, at such a tender age and only now in my late 20s, I'm, I'm beginning to, to open my mouth. Um, you will get clients who will tell you that you are the first person that I'm telling you this, um, how I, I was violated. So there's quite a lot of children who are abused. Let us be mindful. Let us keep our minds and ears open and protect our children. Dr. Ngobe, thank you so very much. And I uh, hope A-teamers in South Africa have heard and we will do as we have said. Thank you for joining us. Highly appreciate it. Totally. Thank you. A-teamers, it's time for us uh, to wrap up our 
what, Tuesday edition. We come back uh, for the Wednesday edition at 10 p.m. But at 3 a.m., Asanda Beta will give you sound awake, so make sure you tuned in to that. May goodness and grace lead you to